Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. That's a good segue to where I wanted to get to with this. Um, and we won't stay on this too long. Um, there's no reason to harp on Cut Her Cousins mm-hmm. right now on, what is it, February 14th on Valentine's Day. Yes. Watching that game, though, Tom... And I've come around on Kirk Cousins this year. I was mm-hmm. maybe one of his biggest critics um, in town, you know, entering this year. And he's kind of turned me, um, I think, in the NFL where competent quarterback play is no longer guaranteed. Kirk Cousins is like the threshold of like competent yep. quarterback play, above average quarterback play. Every year Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. You're going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. In that same vein, watching the Super Bowl, watching Patrick Mahomes go at it with Jalen Hurts, watching Patrick Mahomes go at it with J- you know Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. watching those games and watching this playoff run, if every year of Kirk Cousins as the Vikings quarterbacks is is relevancy, I think it is simultaneously a guarantee that you cannot win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's a weird contrast to kind of live in right now or a we, there's some duality to it where like yeah you want to put together a, a good product and you know obviously to sell tickets but sometimes you get in and it, it's enough um the nfl isn't quite like the nhl and like just get in the playoffs and anyone has a chance um so i i get if you're the vikings front office and you want to continue a winning culture but i do think and i've thought this all along and, and he's like I said, he turned me a little bit this year. He was very impressive this year. He showed leaps and bounds under Kevin O'Connell. And I think he'll show even more next year. But watching the, the Super Bowl on, on Sunday night, I think every year you commit to Kirk Cousins is a year to committing to not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we went through, you know, obviously we kind of like figure out what our writers are going to write this week. And, you know, obviously one of them was like, the Vikings are so far away. And I'm like, they are, but I'm like, I don't know how surprising that is. Um, to me, I was actually like, and again, I had a long drive home. I was, I didn't feel like writing after the game, but I was like, if Philadelphia had won, I might've gone with the angle of like, this gives a slimmer of hope to, to, um, the Vikings. Cause again, yeah. it's not the quarterback driving winning, but again, like Hertz is such a more dynamic player, um, than cousins. And you're right. It's like part, part, if it, take Justin Jefferson out, I'd be like, I'd be more willing to have the, you can move on from Kirk, take a, take, you know take a gamble on a handful of guys. I do want some certainty with Justin Jefferson. Um, Having said that, like cousins, 
it's just so weird because he took this step, I think at age 33 and I think is entering his age 34 season like that. He is, I know quarterbacks, it's like a different thing because they're, they're more protected and whatever. There's guys who can be really effective into their thirties, but he is like out of his athletic prime, right? You know, just think about like for the human condition, right? It tends to be 26 to 32. Um, I, it's weird that he took this step, but it's more mental, right? It's it's he was willing to take a few more chances, 50-50 balls to Justin Jefferson. And then you talk about the situation situational mastery. That is cousins to some extent. I think that's his perfectionism that he like he wants to make the right throw. He's very self-critical. Um, you know, he does study, he's meticulous in how he studies for games. But I think that's more on the coaching staff. I think O'Connell really emphasized that. Wes Phillips really emphasized that. And it paid off because supposedly all 11 players knew um what to do in those situations the problem is it's like cousins has a track record of a year of doing that i take the giants thing out and we disseminated this before but again it's like should he have taken a gamble on that throw absolutely it sucks that that's the last memory is a check down to tj hawkinson because i don't think that represents his whole season last year but it's again like cousins is like a step below the hurts right it's like Hertz is he could do it. Cousins, it's like, man, this would be crazy if he does. You know, and I, it, that feels like cold hearted when they won like 11 one score games and he he was great in certain certain situations. But I just that's what I would have thought in that moment. Right. It would have been like maybe Cousins could do it. Mm-hmm. It's not Hertz kind of puts doubt in your mind if you the other team if there's no certainty that he would and Mahomes is in the certain category and so I'm with you and you know one of our, our guys pointed out he's like you just need a more athletic quarterback now like there there probably will be a more statuesque guy who succeeds and everyone goes oh the trend's moving backwards I think that person's always gonna be an outlier um I don't I don't believe in the quarterback who looks at one read and just takes off um I also there's so many design runs and again it worked but I'm like can Hertz continue to do this? Take the take the QB sneak out. I actually think that's a perfectly fine play. But the design run, I'm like, your guy can get clobbered, like legally, like that. He is like a running back at that point. And um, so I'm not going so far as to say, like, yeah, you're fine if you have a guy who looks at one read and takes off. But these these dynamic quarterbacks who can pick you apart in the in the pocket as Mahomes does, and then take off with his feet, and essentially he is his own check down, right? Um I just think you need someone like that. Now I'm with you. Like you do, you do need that moxie. I think back to like Josh Jefferson, and this is a moment where he's probably being a little too honest when he was asked between Burrow and Cousins, and yeah. he goes, "Well, Burrow just has more swagger." And you're like, "That is the most obvious statement anyone could say." There, he is correct, right? But like, you know, he's almost not allowed to say it because that is unfortunately one of Cousins' biggest faults. Is that like? He just doesn't have kind of that, like, he is so risk averse. Like, I think he is just as a person, right? Where yes. Burrow shows up wearing a fur coat, you know, smoking a cigar after a win and is willing to just throw up a YOLO ball, right? Towards towards Chase or Higgins or whoever it is. And like, um, yeah, I think, but between the athleticism and that mentality, right? That I think Hurts made like objectively a bad throw on the touchdown to Brown. Like, I think it wouldn't have taken much for that to be incomplete or maybe even picked. But I think sometimes you just have to do that because you have to trust your receiver. And Brown made the adjustment on the ball and I think faked out the corner a little bit, right? And scored. And like, I just don't ever see Cousins doing that. He's too like, he's too meticulous, right? He 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 almost like overplanned and overthought the the routes and stuff. And I'm not saying that's always a negative, but it is a negative in the just do it, man moment. And sometimes you just have moments like that. You have to make something happen. Yeah, the hardest part about 
the Kirk Cousins discourse or like should the Vikings move on from Kirk Cousins discourse is kind of, you know, you, you touched on it. Like you have Justin Jefferson, can't piss him off. You, you, you don't want to be like, we're going to be bad um, because we need to be bad for a couple of years to be good. And Kirk Cousins, like I said, he keeps you relevant. He keeps you competitive. If the Vikings were to move on from Kirk Cousins, they would get worse. They would get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the hardest part. Is like you're taking a guy who is objectively like a good quarterback in the NFL, and and you're saying like this we can't win with him. And and while that might be true, it's it's a hard pill to swallow that like okay we're close ish here in air quotes mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, but we can't get it done. To like we're moving on, and there's no guarantee you find the right guy. Like, yeah, we see, we see teams all the time. Like, look for the quarterback, never find. Um, there, there's one Patrick Mahomes out there. If there were more, that you know, people would, would go get the guy. Um, they trade whatever it takes to go get him. Yeah, there's no guarantee that the Vikings move on from Kirk Cousins that they get someone better than him. Um, but it's just hard to kind of idle here and and watch the quarterback play around you. And, and, and not want these guys to take a chance on someone else. Um, I, it, it, it's, that That's going to be always the hardest thing. It's like committing to someone else is, is committing to getting worse this year. Yeah. I mean, I think the lesson here is you can, again, think of the second round pick with, yeah. with Wentz there. They had just given Wentz a contract and until Wentz got hurt, I mean, he looked really special, right. For a while. Um don't be afraid to do that. And it's going to be really hard when they have like five picks and they're probably going to have to trade down to get the amount of players they want. Um, Also, you have to fill out a defense. And also like, there's just this high variance with a quarterback, but people will criticize the Mon pick to me. Like it's not, it's not Kellen Mond. It's the fact that you used a third rounder on, on a quarterback and took that chance. And I do think some, it's a nature nurture thing. We know there's quarterbacks who are naturally good enough right had raw skill to be a star player and got blown up because the offensive line sucked or didn't have anyone to throw to or just never had a chance because the defense was so bad or the culture was so bad from years of losing and like the Flores lawsuit kind of um shines a light I, again I don't know if we don't know if he was paid to lose right and we don't know if other teams do that but like there is a different incentive structure. The coach and the players always want to win. It's short careers. The coach doesn't last in the city very long. Usually yep. the ownership has, and GM have different. The ownership is going to usually outlast the GM and the GM usually outlasts everyone else. So like they're going to have a different incentive structure and that creates tension and bad culture within an organization. I'm fine with the the Vikings trying to have this kind of the good culture and that players want to play there and stable ownership, all this stuff. Um, having said that like so then your other option is you're gonna have to take multiple stabs and to be fair it's like once you get the guy and i'm not saying a ready in year one ready in year two guy i'm saying you can kind of project out and be like i actually think this guy could take over if you give him a little time cousins is probably the right person to learn under i again i don't know if cousins i know he didn't like push mond away but he's and he and he you know he tweeted like hey glad to have you in camp or whatever but like yeah I don't know if he'd take him under his wing and be like, this is how I study, but he could still learn. There's other people in that building who go cousins literally sits at a cubicle with a whiteboard and goes through all this stuff. He's on his iPad, self-critical, right? He doesn't sleep at night when he has a bad game or whatever. And it's like, you can, you can take elements of that. Right. 
and become great because of the natural talent and you don't have this first round savior pressure it's more like a hopefully you pan out in year three or whatever the problem is you have to get that talent and think of like the vikings should not do with the what the packers did with jordan love but like jordan love might work out in part because he had all this time right and it's probably a disruptive in some ways because it's aaron Rodgers who is just disruptive as a human man but also he he went from like yikes to like two-time mvp to yikes again but like you know i think i think like you could go the jordan love route not necessarily using the first round pick on him but like jordan love may again a hall of famer i don't know will he be quarterback for 10 years in the league i don't know but like he may become a starter because he had all this time guy out of utah state right had all this time to to and like you hope that without using the first round capital i guess you know you use a second or third rounder and some guy kind of pans out and you just have to take that stab and someone's going to go look at this defensive player who was taken right after yeah. and you could have that guy in your linebacking core and that's just the risk you take to do this yeah so to be clear i don't think the vikings are going to move on from kirk cousins this no. um, in fact i think they're going to extend him and yeah. i think he's going to be the quarterback for the next two years I don't think the Vikings are going to draft a quarterback this year. I think Kirk Cousins is the quarterback next year, probably the year after that. And if you are a Vikings fan hoping for a quarterback to be drafted in the first, second, or third round, I think you're going to have to wait until the 2024 draft. Um, yeah. I think the Vikings have too many holes to fill elsewhere. Um, and we will talk about all of that, you know, during our off season podcasts, um, you know, if you've been following along, we're going to go, for, we've, we've dropped from three episodes a week to two episodes a week, but we're going to talk about all the deficiencies and the holes and, you know, the job that Quasi Adolfo Mensa has in front of him. Um, not an easy one. So however you feel about Kirk Cousins, he's going to be the quarterback of the Vikings next year. They almost have to extend him to be able to afford to fill a lot of the holes on their roster that exists currently. Um, but I do think down the road, like, there is a chance the Vikings, like you said, Tom, take a swing yeah. at someone like in the second, a second round quarterback, maybe even a first round quarterback, depending how next season goes. Um, but that's not imminent. Kirk Cousins is going to be the quarterback of the team next year. Um, he's going to have a new defensive coordinator, you know, opposite him on the other side of the ball. Yeah. We'll get more into that later this week. Um, Brian Flores gets introduced on Wednesday. We've talked about him probably at length um, over yeah. the last couple of weeks, few weeks. Um, he obviously got the official job offer last week, accepted it, um, and now he's the guy. He's the guy moving forward. He's the defensive coordinator. Really curious um, what he's going to say tomorrow. I think that press conference, um, yeah, you know, wherever you can tune in, it's worth tuning into um, because there's going to be a lot of questions about like what he plans to do, how he plans to maximize guys. You know, the, watching that defense that played for the Vikings last season um yeah there's a lot of questions on how do you fix it um so i think brian flores is going to have you know a lot of questions to answer tomorrow and presumably he has the right answers um or at least the answers that stand out um because he kind of rose to the top in this interview process but really curious what he has to say um we'll break the, what he does have to say down later in the week but um i know you're going to be there tomorrow i, I think it's going to be you know, a fun one to attend, which is not what I can always say about um, these, these mid early off season press conferences. Yeah. I mean, I think a, he's a guy who speaks his mind. B has been pretty enabled, right? I mean, like he's, yep. he, he was in a head first question he's going to have to answer. That's interesting is 
he had a second li- interview lined up in Arizona. Why didn't he take it? I, again, I don't think he's going to say anything explicit here, but like, I do think there's going to be kind of that wink and nod of like, yeah, I just really like the Vikings organization. Yeah. You know, it starts at the top with, with yeah. uh, the ownership and Quasi, and I'm just like really like O'Connell as a dude, and they, you know, like, yeah. and I think that'll be a bit of a hint that like, yeah, Arizona seems like not super well run. <laughs> Um, I think there's going to be some questions about the veterans. I'm curious if he says anything or like kind of talks about Patrick Peterson, who's kind of in that, like, well, he won't, he come back. Um, I think, and even like Kendricks and stuff, I think it'll be interesting if he says anything about like Kendricks, uh, Mm -hmm. um, Harrison Smith, right? I think Harrison Smith's pretty safe, but like, um, I expect him to say nice things about the young players, but like kind of this, I'm curious about his relationship with Kwesi, right? We know with O'Connell, I always described like when I saw them together for the first time, I'm like, oh, this seems like like two neighbors who love football, who like someone yeah. put in charge of a team, right? Like, yeah. what is his dynamic with them? Because again, we know they were down in Mobile, at least he was with Quasi talking and stuff. And like, I think, again, I, I think Quasi's a pretty likable guy. So like, my guess is he'll, but I'm curious, like kind of what that connection is, you know? And I, I guess I'm curious about the head coach dynamic. Like that's, that's a hard, like I'm trying to think of how you'd formulate that question, but just like, what advantage he has or what, what his relationship is going to be like with O'Connell, given that they're both head coach and how his head coaching experience will help him here. So um, I think the, uh, um, I think there are some questions that should be answered. Some of these are more nuanced, the the head coach stuff. Some of it's kind of more straightforward. How, how do you think you're going to have enough talent and how, what do you, what does he say when like, someone's like, what, what did you see kind of on the field? Right. He's not going to knock down a towel. I wouldn't be smart. He also has got to be careful because some of those same players who he might be, totally thrilled with we'll be back on the team so there are some stuff that he's going to have to answer and again you're going to have to read between the lines or whatever on some of this yeah. stuff but i also i get the impression if, if you're a guy who's suing the nfl like my guess is he doesn't have a lot of like barriers right outside of the obvious <laughs> stuff so he may just he may just you know tell you stuff other coaches wouldn't tell you yeah all of that um you know we'll get into probably thursday friday tom's Maybe Wednesday. Tom, Tom's tra- Tom's all over the place. Tom be traveling yeah. training, so we're gonna work around Tom. But we're, we'll definitely break down um, what Brian Flores has to say later this week. Um, like Tom said, um, like I just said earlier, looking forward to that press conference. Um, but that's all we got on this episode Tuesday morning. Producer Spencer, he's a wizard. He'll have this up within the hour, um, and then we'll be back later this week to kind of break down what will be our first official like off season episode um you know like we've talked a lot about the playoffs we've talked about the super bowl now we can kind of dive deep into the off season as a whole um and there's certainly a lot to talk about so more on that when we get back later this week in the meantime for tom schreier i'm dan musitani thanks for stopping by make sure you're giving us a follow inside purple and gold anywhere you get podcasts um have a good rest of the week we'll talk to you next time